3: How do you turn the occasional user into a loyal and paying app user? Well, we get the inside track from Disney Plus Hotstar. So stay tuned for this and more in episode number 401.
1: Cracking the code on how you can drive business results and customer connection. Equipping you to acquire, engage, and retain customers, inspiring lasting loyalty across mobile, web, apps, and more. Welcome to Mobile Presence. This week and twice a month, we bring you a special series about retention sponsored by Clevertap, a leading engagement and retention platform hosted by analyst, author, and top 30 mobile marketing influencer, Peggy and Solz.
3: Thanks, Ricky, and thank you for joining Mobile Presence. I'm your host as always, Peggy Ann Saltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, founder of Mobile Groove. And as I said at the top of the show, entertainment apps are crushing it, especially in the era of COVID, when people of course are confined to their homes, have some extra time on their hands, it makes sense, right? And App Store intelligence provider App Annie reports more streaming apps are breaking into the list of top ranking apps. Apptopia also draws our attention to Disney Plus, a shining example that shows a new streaming app can enter a crowded market and be massively successful at it. It's also why we go to the source today for today's show. We're gonna be talking about practices that turn viewers into loyal and paying subscribers. And we're gonna get some valuable advice that all marketers everywhere can use to recruit subscribers for their apps and services, and importantly, Stop churn before it starts. It's the topic you would expect on an episode of a show like today's because today is Reimagine Growth, a special mini series on retention marketing brought to you by Clever Tap. So, with all of that, a big welcome to our guest. He is Shobhit Singhal, he is Associate Director of Product at Disney Plus Hot Star. And Shobhit, it's great to have you here today. Thanks for joining me.
0: Hey, Peggy. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be a part of this podcast and looking forward to the next 30 minutes and seeing what kind of insights we can share with everyone listening.
3: Well, I have to say I'm more excited to have you maybe perhaps, it because I've been, you know, reading about this, looking at Disney Plus, but Disney Plus Hot Star, now that's a bit different. So let's start by just describing your company. I mean, part of Disney Plus makes sense, but it's more than that.
0: As, as folks may be aware, Disney acquired 21st Century Fox. This is way back last year uh, in the first half of 2019. Prior to which Hotstar as a streaming platform existed for, for three years before this, and we have made significant inroads into being the leading OTT platform in the Indian market and, and also an OTT platform with presence in the US, Canada, and UK for the Indian diaspora uh, in these geographies. But, but with the Disney Plus acquisition, uh, with the Disney acquisition, what we saw was a unique opportunity to bring the content, to bring the catalog that Disney has on offer and relaunch and rebrand our platform as Disney Plus Hotstar in India. And of late, I'm not sure the folks have heard, we just launched Disney Plus Hotstar in Indonesia as well. And we're really looking at an emerging market strategy where we're taking this platform with its full set of capabilities, the Disney Plus content, a lot of local content to engage and build a subscriber base. And we're currently a key part of the strategy for DDCI, which is the direct-to-consumer international group within the the Disney Plus leadership. So it's really exciting to, to be where we are. And, and we're all looking forward to what kind of things we can do with, with the core platform capabilities we've built out in various markets all over the world.
3: I mean, that is really interesting because as you said, you know, you're the motor for uh, Disney Plus and its sort of emerging market uh, strategy, which is exciting because that is always where the opportunity is, where the innovation is. In your own words, I mean, I said it was a banner year. Uh, What have you been seeing at Disney Plus Hot Star?
0: Well, the COVID period has been a bit of a double-edged sword for us because it gave us an opportunity to realize our strengths and also introspect on our weaknesses. To give you a good example, we were quite dependent on live sports and cricket especially, which we'll talk about in a bit. For, For our general viewership numbers, our DAU counts, our MAU counts, and that was a big part of, of what we did as a company. But with COVID, as you know, all live sports stood cancelled indefinitely. So that raised a huge question mark on, on the viability of our ads business. And at the second level, we also saw that a lot of our consumers were actually coming to a platform in order to watch these television shows that were being produced, which, again, had to be paused indefinitely. So it led to substantial viewership drops at one level. On the other hand, we took this as an opportunity to launch Disney Plus within the Indian market, right? And all of a sudden, you had these users who were stuck at home, who who had the kids to take care of, who also had work to do. But we were able to bring this really great catalog to them. And we did it in a way that was pertinent to our market. We brought them Disney Plus, not just in English, but in the main Indian regional languages that, that are really popular in the country as well. So we basically dubbed the entire Disney Plus catalog and brought it to our audiences uh, at this time. So so that was us responding to this COVID uh, scenario that everyone was then being plagued by. And we also used this opportunity to, to look at the movies that weren't releasing in theaters anymore because, well, theaters were shot. And we brought those directly to our platform as well, generating a lot of user interest and a lot of viewership over subsequent months. So two-sided, as I said earlier, but a lot of great feedback coming to us from, from our core set of viewers who were who are interested in the content that we were launching at the time.
3: So, I mean, that's great, Shobit. I love the way that you turn, you know, what would be an issue into an opportunity. What you've done is you've created a lot of content to grab an even bigger audience because it's local, you know, local language. It's It's been um, made for the market. How did you actually approach, therefore, um, making certain that you – Are grabbing the audience, but also that you're growing the audience. I mean, it's not that straightforward. And you have a talk that you've given recently about building a positive growth loop. I'd like to understand what that means. I mean,
0: what is growth at Disney Hotstar? So at Disney Plus Hotstar, given that we're primarily a video platform and it's our aim, it's our ambition to engage users with video to provide happiness and bring joy to a lot of users across the country, across the geographies that we operate in. And one of the ways for us to measure this is how much watch time we're getting from these users on our platform. And it's it's great for us to be able to look at this metric because it is highly correlated with how much users care about our service, with how much time users want to spend on our service as well. And it's a great currency for us to measure a lot of our initiatives with. Mm-hmm. And how do what you do, watch do time I, mean, is- I mean,
3: you're talking about a, I didn't want to interrupt you, but um, you talk about this metric and you talk about measuring it. Would you like to go into some detail on that? Because that's a fascinating
0: point. Yeah. Um, The time spent by users watching video on our platform is, is largely a function of the number of users we get, the number of users who find video worth watching, so it's a discovery metric, to the amount of time that users spend watching the same video within a session. And at the end of the day, when we try and expand this metric out on a weekly or a monthly basis, it correlates to a lot of these top-line retention metrics or product metrics that most of us are familiar with, whether it's increasing our DAO by MA or our stickiness, or whether it's increasing the daily conversions or the users who come into the platform and perform a meaningful action, what percentage of them perform that meaningful action for us? Or even time spent on app, right? Where mm-hmm. on a product like Disney Plus Hotstar, you don't just want users to spend their time on the app browsing and searching for content. You actually want them to spend their time meaningfully watching actual video. So so it's a great set of measurements for us that allow us to correlate everything to a top-level currency of, hey, how much video watch time do we have on the platform? And it even becomes a great mechanism for us to bifurcate our users into, oh, which users spent more than 100 minutes on the platform in a week versus which ones spent top 10 percentile, that's maybe 500 minutes, I'm just making these numbers up, 500 Mm -hmm. minutes of watch time in a week to our least engaged users who probably spent 20 minutes of watch time in a week. And it really informs our user growth strategy in terms of where are we potentially going wrong or where is the opportunity to do better. And to the earlier example, right, of launching Disney Plus in local Indian languages, we actually saw, like the market basically told us that for the biggest movie ever, that's Avengers Endgame, right? Um, the number of tickets sold in Indian theaters for this movie in English were actually smaller the number of tickets sold in hindi tamil and telugu which are prominent indian languages combined so that was a key signal for us telling us that there's a big market and there's big appetite for getting this marquee hollywood content in local indian languages and that's the opportunity that we went off
3: that's fascinating that's a fascinating example of localization being a motor for growth we're going to talk about segmentation also and how that also powers growth. But first of all, that we do have to go to break, so listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message.
4: Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B R A S C O at wmr.fm
1: WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here's your host, Peggy Ann Sauls.
3: And we're back to Mobile Presence, Reimagine Growth, the mini series brought to you by CleverTap. Our guest is Shobit Singhal. Associate Director, of Product at Disney Plus Hotstar, and in the first segment of the show, we were talking about growth and what that means at your company, how you're measuring it, some metrics. But of course, we were talking about marquee Hollywood content. Sports is the other big draw for you. What what are some some records? What do you can you tell me about that audience? Because I do believe you hit a huge record for simultaneous uh,
0: streaming and viewing. Yeah, Peggy, that's right. In fact. Last year in July, we had the World Cup for cricket. And cricket, of course, is this fan-crazy sport out here in, in India and a lot of geographies in the world. But during the India-New Zealand semi-final, we hit the record for the highest simultaneous streams on a, huh. uh, highest simultaneous viewers on a live streaming event at 25.3 million viewers, which mm-hmm. was crazy scale for us. It was something that we hadn't ever done before, obviously. but it beat our previous record by a healthy 50% if yeah. i remember correctly
3: that and is massive that's huge
0: yeah and and of course that was also the month where where we recurringly saw more than 100 million daily active users we we exceeded 200 million users in in monthly actives so it, it was a crazy period for us and the great thing about these cricket and these sporting events is that they tend to get exciting especially when the matches are going down to the wire at that's the moment at which we see a lot of users simultaneously logging in. And the biggest challenge for us at that point is, of course, not just to keep all our services going and cater to that scale. I know that we consume pretty much all the bandwidth available in India from <laughs> a, a bandwidth provider, Akamai, uh, during these big sporting events. But, but the biggest challenge for us is, is ensuring that those core growth loops and engagement loops that we've baked into the product are up and running to constantly reactivate, re-engage these users at a subsequent point of time, because we don't just want them to come in for the match or for the most key moments of the match. We want them to come in and spend time on a platform, even subsequently a week later or two weeks later. So mm-hmm. it, it it allows us to, to capture data points, to, to capture information, and then build personalization that will cater to these users during and later, subsequently after the match as well.
3: And it's really important in that equation to understand the content they like and maybe even cross-pollinate a little bit because you know you can have sports fans who are diehard, but who would also appreciate the marquee Hollywood content that you've been working on. I mean, how do you use the information around what people love to inform your segmentation and personalization?
0: Yeah, I mean, Peggy, I think kudos to you. You hit upon our company's two-year strategy in one first swoop where we've realized as well that, hey, there's users who are going to come for cricket because it is so massively popular. But the only way for us to retain them is to build additional behaviors because life sports is seasonal anywhere in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it serves as a great acquisition hook because so many users are interested in it that they're going to come to your platform, but they're going to stay back because we've probably built behaviors outside of that seasonal event, right? So conventionally, we've called it cricket to entertainment which is what the cross pollination that you were referring to a minute ago was. And and it's been really interesting to us because the kind of entertainment that's consumed on the platform outside of cricket is very different from what we've seen our cricket-interested viewers like to watch as far as entertainment is concerned. They like to watch a lot more snacky content. Um, we see a great difference in, in the kind of male skew that we have coming in for cricket versus the otherwise 50-50 split that we see on the platform. And and that's given us an opportunity to experiment with a lot of different content and try out different strategies to re-engage these users or cross-sell different kinds of content to them based on which gender likes what, based on whether Cricket Affinity users like X or Y. And we've created a bunch of like-to-like models. We've we've tried a lot of experiments, even with personalization and all the extensive work that we do on recommendations into, into figuring out which content has the maximum appeal for every user coming in. I used an example on languages earlier and languages for us has always been a big pivot where we actually have cricket, not just in the primary languages of Hindi and English, but in seven other local Indian languages. So so that's always been a big indicator of what kind of entertainment we can bring to users. And we believe this is an insight that applies across the globe because when we launched in Indonesia now, we know that we have two big languages to play with, whether it's Bahasa Indonesia and English, or when we launch in other countries going forward in Southeast Asia, we're going to be thinking about how the local language and other languages in the region play out and what kind of entertainment-based clustering that can allow us to do in order to convert users better.
3: So take you know, Amazon collaborative filtering to another level because it's kind of primitive and you can use some models and information to make it very sophisticated. So I'd love to hear what you're
0: achieving. Sure. We think collaborative filtering is is a great bedrock to, to base our personalization efforts on top of. What we've seen a lot of value in is really understanding the context of the user and developing contextual recommenders, such as we've seen in some markets that we've operated in, we've seen a mobile heavy audience, which is largely using an Android phone or maybe an iOS phone, and it's not as much about connected devices as it might be in say the US. At the same time, we're also operating in the US market. And we see that the Roku device or even other living room devices as we conventionally refer to them are really important and really big. We've seen big differences in the kind of content that users want to consume on a small screen versus a very large screen. Because on a large screen, they probably want to spend hours consuming maybe a long form movie or or maybe a binge, a TV show. But on mobile, We've seen that the viewing behavior is more sampling. It's more short consumption, or maybe just one episode of a show, not extended viewing. And just understanding the score context of which devices users are on. What is the time of day? Are they traveling? Are they back home? Are they on Wi-Fi? Or are they on a 4G system where they're still you know, moving between uh, predictable and reliable internet? These contexts have helped us understand a lot more about what kind of content will interest users at that point of time. And in the context of live sports, which is the example we were discussing earlier, we know for a fact that the match or any live sport isn't equally exciting at all points of time. So we've actually seen a lot of merit in in building a strategy and using the same primitive principles of collaborative filtering into creating these cuts and slices of different kinds of shows, short form shows or longer form movies. And and then we... We've been able to expose those to users and those are the kind of experiments that we were referring to in terms of how we can get users to better engage with and better understand those shows. Some of the really successful experiments at Hotstar have been in increasing the amount of sampling that we have from users, whether it comes from taking the trailers for different content, showcasing them on the app, on the homepage, or even showcasing them in ad breaks while a live match or a live sports match is going on, have been instrumental in getting users to sample and therefore get them hooked to any new content that we want to push to them.
3: So Shabit, it's really interesting to talk about segmentation, personalization, geeking out just a little bit to have a little fun, but you know, for marketers, how can they use these insights to inform their strategy? Or how are you even doing that at Disney Plus Hotstar?
0: That's a great question, Peggy. Um, What we've seen out here is that we're creating all these insights, there's a lot of data that we're generating. And our data platform is actually primed to collect all these data points, expose them to our marketing teams. And then we connect with, with able partners like CleverTap for our push notification strategy, retention strategy. We've connected with our own in-house platforms that allow us to show ads on our platform while a stream is running, and a gamut of such services that allow us to use and leverage our data better and conduct interventions on users based on the life cycle, based on where they are in the engagement model, uh, we spoke about an example earlier about highly engaged users, medium engaged users, and low engaged users, and and we can take different kinds of intervention based on where users are at, uh, based on all the insights that have been generated by these models we speak of.
3: So I want to get into some of the thoughts around you know, some of the approaches here, some of the key elements of personalization, but we do have to go to break right now. But we will come back. We'll talk about this and more in sort of this rapid fire word association segment that I look forward to so much now. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Mobile Presence, sponsored by Tap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here's your host, Peggy Ann Salls.
3: And we are back to mobile presence reimagine growth, the sort of the no holds barred segment that I love where we're just gonna we're just gonna do it show but we're just gonna talk about marketing very straightforward. Let's start with where you left off. You were talking about how you deliver push, how you inform your strategy, which channels work better. Do you see a difference between email, messaging, something else, all of the above?
0: As a mobile first platform we think that push notifications have been immensely valuable to us. In markets where push notifications aren't all that accessible, we've seen emails work for us really well because especially when done right, uh, those are things that can help drive user behavior or at least generate more user interest.
3: Okay, great. We talked also at the top about personalization, key elements of personalization. What are they?
0: Um, One of the examples I've used often out here internally within our organization is that personalization is based on three pillars, right? It's the ability of the customer to customize their experience. And that talks to the kind of onboarding experience where users can select some options in order to tailor make their experience or the ability for customers to to maybe create a profile just like you see on Netflix, right? And, and customize which content they're going to watch over there. The second pillar is realization where we present users with options, we present users with content that is directly related the actions that they've taken on the platform whether it's help you watch something that you started out or in an e-commerce domain it could be an abandoned cart and helping users get back to their wish list or to the cart which is currently not something that they're exercised fully. and and then the third pillar is recommendations where based on all the information that we have about you all the behaviors that you've conducted on the platform in the past we try and make a guess on what is it that's likely to excite you, gratify you in the future. And we see these three pillars really coming together in order to create a superior personalization experience.
3: Okay, we got those three parts. I mean, it's a little bit longer than rapid fire, but I think nonetheless quite helpful. Now just sort of like one word, three word, very short answers, biggest churn stopper. What comes to mind?
0: Recording payments.
3: There you go. biggest pain point that you face as a marketer, or marketer's overall. What's the biggest pain point, the biggest headache?
0: So much data, so little insight.
3: I can't agree with you more. Finally, um, marketing Nirvana, what is it for you? What is the Holy Grail?
0: omnichannel personalization.
3: We're coming to a close here. It's been great talking with you, Shovit. It's been wonderful for you to share so much about what's going on over there at uh, Disney plus Hotstar. Tell us about this strategy. I'm sure that people want to keep up to date with this, maybe find out more. What's the best way to do that?
0: I'm reachable on LinkedIn. If, okay. if you search for Shobhit Singhal, Hotstar, I usually come up um, because there aren't many others at Hotstar with my name. And I'm also reachable on email. It's at singhal.shobhit@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So anyone who wants to reach out, I'm more than happy to connect. And I'd love to create thoughts on what's happening, what's a great challenge which you're looking to solve. And if I can help in any way.
3: Perfect. Perfect. And of course, we'll have all of that in the show notes as well. And a reminder to you to mark your calendar for September 22nd, 23rd, 24, when you can join a brand new growth series of webinars and learn how top leaders in Google... Branch, Clever tap and growth X are reimagining acquisition, engagement, and retention. It's like no other series out there, and it walks you through every stage of growth. So even providing insider tips to optimize Google App Campaigns. So it's all happening at CleverTap.com forward slash reimagine hyphen growth hyphen two. Us so growth to us. Well worth attending. We'll have more about that in our show notes as well in case you didn't get that URL. And of course, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at mobilegroove.com where you can find my portfolio of content marketing at Marketing Services. You can also check out earlier episodes of our show by going to wmr.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, And iHeartRadio simply by searching mobile presence. So until next time, remember every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Stay well, keep safe, we'll see you soon.